everyone and welcome to Think Compliance. Today we're talking about why it's awesome to be a compliance professional. to Think Compliance, brought to you by Ahmed Salim and Compliatric. My name is Dagmar Austin. Happy to be co-hosting this podcast with you, Ahmed. Happy Friday, Dagmar. How are you? Doing good. So, Ahmed, tell me, why is it so awesome to be a compliance professional? <laughs> so, me and Dagmar were thinking about a topic, and we thought we'd kind of go off the track a bit and try something different for this episode. I get questions all the time, what is compliance or how do I get into compliance and thought probably a good episode for listeners who are seasoned veterans to kind of pass this message along and episode to individuals they know that may be interested or for our listeners who are trying to get into compliance, right? It's a good idea to kind of listen and understand the positives, right? There's so many pros and Dagmar, I will start with, it's just a really fascinating field, right? You're never doing the same thing twice. How did you actually get into compliance, Ammon? Interesting story. I actually went to law school thinking I would be a public defender. Experienced it, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Really didn't like the litigation aspect. It was just it was a bit more intense than I thought it was going to be. So tried a different route and you know, had always been interested in laws and regulations and I wanted to work and help. I worked for a congressman, and when I was there, the Affordable Care Act was actually um, just passed into law, so I became the point of contact for my office, and I worked with representatives, right, to kind of be that point of contact, and that kind of led me to become kind of this, I'll say expert, right, not to toot my own horn, but an individual who really understood what came with the ACA, and that kind of led to privacy, it led to fraud and abuse, it led to kind of a lot of things. Um, And that kind of led me to kind of fall backwards into the compliance world at a health system that was looking for a compliance officer um, in the town I was at. I had no idea you actually worked on the Affordable Care Act. I mean, that must have been, tell me about that. Yeah, interesting enough. So obviously when it was first rolled out, it was, I mean, this was a blur. We were going everywhere and doing everything we could. There was conversations, there were meetings, very chaotic right? I mean, you're talking about essentially this overhaul in a system. And it was it was really trying to learn while drinking out of a fire hose. I mean, that's why I think it's interesting, because I feel like that as a compliance professional, there's always so much going on that you truly do feel like you're trying to get all this knowledge through a fire hose, no matter how seasoned of a veteran you are. There's just so much stuff coming out on a day to day basis. Uh, You know, a good example is I signed up for the OIG's daily emails. I feel like I'm getting two or three emails a day and it's just like there's no way I can just catch up on the content that's coming out on a day-to-day basis, right? If it's cases, if it's work plan items, right? There's just so much. It's amazing. So going back to your original point of never doing the same thing twice, so much uh, information that I'm sure, you know, weaving that into your compliance plan must be quite fascinating. Yeah, and that's, I think that's why everything is so different, right? I mean, if you know me, you know I can talk about the seven elements, right? Eight elements if you talk about risk assessment until I'm blue in the face. But 
you know, like I say, it's really the foundation. And because of this idea of the quote-unquote eight elements, one day you could literally just focus all your attention on creating a policy for your department. Another couple days, you can really be focused on some routine audit or a ad hoc audit that came up, right? Like nothing is really the same. And that gets all blown away, right? I'm sure our fellow compliance officers will laugh when I say this, but it all gets blown away because you get a call in the ethics line that leads to an investigation that literally ends up taking up, you know, most of your week. So it's just great, right? And it's exciting and it really just keeps you on your toes. I don't really truly think you can ever call yourself an expert. Like I said, there's just so much stuff coming out. There are so many different components to this that it's just, I've never met anyone and truly felt this person understands every angle of compliance, right? Because when I, when, when I mean that, I'm not saying we don't have smart people. What I'm saying is someone may have a full understanding coming from a large health system, but they never probably built their own program. So they don't have the understanding or the fortitude of someone who comes from a small hospital or a provider office that has built their own compliance program. So there's different perspectives. Then they don't have components of one or the other because they weren't there the whole time. So it's just nice because you're always able to talk to people. You're always able to provide advice. They're able to provide advice. It's just an ongoing conversation. I would assume your your legal background has really helped with, you know, having being basically a compliance expert. You do have a JD, right, Emin? Yeah, yeah. I'm with that lawyer with the JD. But, you know, the way that things are going, data is becoming very important. The ability to uh, communicate effectively, right? We deal with a lot of complex issues. The ability to investigate. You know, you could you could have a background in a lot of different educations. But, yeah, I mean, my understanding and interpreting of laws and analysis really did help, especially when I was newer and trying to learn the rules. You have a good range of backgrounds of individuals who are in compliance. I'll see people with an MHA. I'll see people with an MBA. I'll see people with just certifications, um, you know, who are working on an MJ or a JD. It's, it's, it's just a wide range of backgrounds, which is really good. It's refreshing. So what advice would you have to give someone looking to uh, explore the compliance world? Just get in. You know, if you're a specialist, if it's entry level, whatever it is, just get in. We need good people. When you look at the numbers of current numbers of individuals who are certified, like the CHC, the CHPC, the CCEP, you're talking about thousands. But like, if you think about the number of healthcare entities there are in the states and the number of entities that actually need good compliance officers or specialists, right, or program managers who are honest and ethical and really want to do what's right, like that number is, if not higher, around the same as the number of individuals certified. We need to make sure people are coming into the profession. It's just take the opportunity and really just get into it. This is a career that will allow you to advance as long as you put the work into it. Can um, can our listeners reach out to you, Ahmed, if they have more questions or, you know, want some advice from you? I mentor and I provide advice. I look at resumes. I do all of that for a number of individuals. You can email us at Think Compliance. You can hit us up on Twitter. You can contact me on LinkedIn directly. I help a lot of my students. I get a lot of random LinkedIn messages. I am happy to help. I believe in the good energy of helping individuals. It makes me feel better. And this is a profession that just needs people, needs good people. Because end of the day, not to sound cheesy or hokey, but 
And what we do matters. And if we don't have honest people in these positions, I don't want my parents or I don't want to be in a position where I'm getting medically unnecessary treatments or my parents are because they don't have a robust compliance program at the hospital that we're going to. You want to be with good people. Just as a little side note, I had an idea. You know, I saw so many homeless people around here in Salt Lake and it's been so hot. So I just started putting together some care packets and um, I messaged my company and asked if, you know, anyone wanted to contribute. And it was amazing. Every single person in my company contributed. So it's good to work with good people. And at the end of the day, it is, you know, good to give back to the world. Yeah, it's amazing. Good for, you know, Compliatric. That's just great to hear. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, I do believe people are inherently good. You may have a couple bad actors, but when stuff actually happens, that's wrong. Typically, it's just negligence, right? People aren't thinking, they just don't understand. Um, and that makes it even harder for us, right? Because if it was someone who's truly trying to do something bad, I feel like that's a, that's an instance that's probably easier to target. When it's individuals who are just good people making mistakes or just not understanding or just, just not connecting the dots, right? you really got to be on top of your game and you really got to be proactive and really be looking out, building those relationships and identifying those issues. So, you know, there's a lot to it. There's never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Well, thank you, Ahmed, for um, this awesome podcast. Uh, I really enjoy uh, learning about um, your background. You always have great insights to share, so I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. And feel free, like I said, reach out to us via email, Twitter, or contact me directly on LinkedIn. Ahmed Salim, I am available. Um, or you can reach out to Dagmar if you can't find me. But uh, just reach out. Okay. Thanks, Ahmed. Have a great day. You too, Dagmar. Dagmar.